Hey, welcome to the Painless Podcast. It's Chris Hartwig from Painless Networking here. Thank you so much for checking us out this week. With each Painless Podcast, we look to connect with and get to know great people in sports, events, startups, cause marketing. Today, we have another sports startup with Trues Cleats. Seven years ago, personal trainer, Sean True took his inquisitive nature down a new path to help a talented female soccer player get to the root of her foot problems. He cut up her soccer cleats, tells the this, this story of getting a confused look from, from this girl's mother, but uh, cut up her soccer cleats and uh, saw her foot basically falling off the side of the shoe and uh, kept digging and, and finding out about uh, the shoe design and, and realizing just basically how poorly shoe companies are doing with women's cleats. And that's uh, even to this day, and really they're men's cleats that add a size or a size and a half and call them women's. So Sean talks about his ongoing work to build a cleat that's actually designed and fits a woman's foot. The True's cleat is drawing rave reviews by women athletes all across the board from teens on up through professionals. You can check out True's cleats online truescleats.com that's t-r-o-o-z-c-l-e-a-t-s.com or follow them on social media twitter instagram facebook are all at truescleats now let's uh, take a listen sean's story and how he's about to bring this thing this uh, this idea to market recorded may 12th north suburban glenview at activation fitness where sean has works with many clients and uh, yeah the noises in the background my apologies it's some of the clients being trained and weights and, and talking going on in the background but uh take a look past that and let's get connected with sean true hello and welcome to the painless podcast chris are we here with today's painless guest Sean True, founder of True's Cleats, that's T-R-O-O-Z, uh, even though his last name is T-R-U-E, but True's Cleats, uh, you can find them all over the uh, interweb, uh, truescleats.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all True's Cleats, again, T-R-O-O-Z, Cleats. But um, before we get into talking more specifics on the cleats, Sean, um, we're, we'd like to a little bit of what, what forms people and where'd you come from. So uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, well, actually, I grew up in Glen Allen, Illinois. I uh, went to Glenbard West High School. And from there, I went to an array of colleges, wound up at North Central Illinois, um, North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. Yeah, played football there and uh, had a really good time, made some great friendships. And uh, now my wife and my two daughters, we live in Batavia, Illinois. And, and uh, here's full disclosure. Ironically, Sean grew up uh, in the backyard connected to mine in Glen Ellen. So Sean's making waves now in uh, the sports biz world with, with this totally new, newly designed cleat. How did the, well, you're actually a little bit more like your background. You're not a, a product designer. You're not a, you know, a serial entrepreneur. What, you know, what were you doing before actually? What led up to the idea of changing the way women's cleats are designed? Well, you are correct. I uh, never set out to start a footwear company, um, but I have been around business my whole life. My mother uh, owned a catering company for over 30 years. 
I was in our house for probably 20 of those. So I've been working since I was seven years old. We were uh, put to work pretty early, and so I, I've been around customer service, and she had high expectations of customer service. My, my aunt owns four daycare centers. Uh, I've actually worked at those uh, later in college, and she has high expectations of the right way to do things. So I, actually, ironically, I've, I've been surrounded by very strong women entrepreneurs, and here I am trying to come out with a soccer cleat. Well, we, we've developed it for women uh, because no one is addressing and serving women's uh, athletics. Yeah, so go back and, and let's talk a little bit about that because it didn't just, you didn't just leap right to, well, I've got to go make my own cleat. Like, how, how did you figure out uh, that there was this need? What's, because I think there's a kind of a need, you know, there's and a strong backstory. How, how did you figure it out? So I went to school thinking I was going to be in sports medicine. Soon to came find out, come to, came to find out that it was a, a lot tougher than I thought, and you know, and so I had other priorities. So um, I went to massage school. Uh, became a certified massage therapist, uh, thinking I was going to go into sports massage, and just was working with an array of people that had a lot more issues than just some sore muscles from running. Um, I, I started working with people with autoimmune issues and had back surgeries, and I found myself being more, for lack of a better word, stimulated and intrigued working with people who had problems that I didn't know anything about, so I had to learn what, where my boundaries working with this person physically you know, when to refer out. And so I learned a lot about the human body. And then I have taken courses over time on biomechanics from some of the top people in the country and learned that, wow, I, I really I still don't know a lot and there's a lot to learn. So I started um, personal training and was working with people. Again, thought I was going to be working with athletes. <laughs> And I just kept getting people coming and and with these issues of like, I need to get stronger. I was told I need to get healthier and, and then wound up having clients with spinal cord injuries and joint replacements and joint replacements, autoimmune issues and spinal cord injuries. So, you know, it, it was... I, I, someone would come in and can you help me? And I started just saying, I don't know, but you know what? Let's try. Yeah. And that's just kind of the way it's always been. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a very curious person by nature. I always want to know why does something work or if something's not working, how could you make it better? So, you know, here at the gym, we, it's just about how can we help these people get stronger and have more uh, self-reliance and be able to hopefully get healthier. So one day about seven years ago, I was working with a, uh, with Kelsey and Kelsey is a very good high school soccer player and she kept having recurring foot issues and, you know, she, me not being a licensed medical provider, I, I refer out to make sure to the doctors that there was nothing that should be addressed there. And they would say, well, okay, it's just some soft tissue stuff. You know, keep trying to strengthen it with your trainer. And 
So we would do that and just she'd feel better for a bit and go play and all week and games and come back. So my foot's still feeling kind of just weird. So, you know, I grew up playing soccer. I grew up, you know, played football through college. So I've been in cleats my whole life. And I always thought back, I'm like, man, the cleats was always so uncomfortable. I always felt like my toes were being smashed. The outside of my foot was being turned in. And, and so I started looking at her cleats that were on the floor. And I was looking at her foot, and we went back and forth. I'm like, don't, that cleats don't look anything like a human foot. Like, what? When, you know, but you think about a glove, right, for your hands. When they make a glove, it looks like a hand. Mm-hmm. When you have a mitten, it's a U-shape, so you can have your pinky and your index finger and your thumb, you know, fit comfortably inside the mitten. But then you look at the cleats, and it looks like it's shaped like a banana, and it comes to a point, and no one's feet are shaped like that. That's not human feet are shaped. So we, I went to her mom, and I was like, you know, hey, Robin, uh, can I have some scissors? I'd like to cut up your, you know, <laughs> Kelsey's cleat. I want to see what's going on. And she gave me the look that she usually gives me when I start getting inquisitive. And, and she's like, okay, go ahead. So we cut them open, peeled the top back like a uh, banana peel, and she put them on. And stood up, and her pinky, whole pinky toe was hanging off the outside edge. Her whole fifth metatarsal, which is the long bone under the pinky, was off the ledge. So, like you cut, it, so did you cut the basically along the, the uh, outside of the shoe? We like cut the, from like the middle of the arch, right from the f- the heel all the way around, like a big U. Oh, okay, and then peeled that back. So when you put it on, you would see the top of your foot, and all the toes. And so this platform was less width than the actual foot, which is in general, if you see, there's tons of pictures out there. You look at the pictures and you can see the outside part of a person's foot like literally busting out right. uh, over the edge. So you've, you know, four inches of foot, three and a half inches of, of platform. Well, that's not a very stable environment for you to push off of. And being banana shape, it's kind of already turning your foot in, encouraging you to turn your ankle. So it's it's just it didn't make any sense, and that just started a, an array of questions. Did you go to other designers and say, "Why don't you guys do this?" Or you know, how, how did it happen? I had a uh, a buddy at the time that was working on a project himself and trying to bring a anatomical foot model to uh, to market. And I asked him, like, hey, I got an idea. Uh, I want to, you know, for, for soccer cleat, I, we got we to gotta change this. Who are you, like, who's the guy you're working with? So he told me that he's working with. And he went out and, you know, found a, a designer, an award-winning designer. So I, got, you know, I met Adam. And then Adam went and found Jamie, who's an award-winning shoe designer, never done cleats. But he understood the foot and what was needed and came up with some designs. And uh, they went to China and found some manufacturing because nobody makes cleats in America. Right, be, yeah. yeah, it's it's really tough So because it's a very specific market or uh, manufacturing to have to make the cleats. So we found some really quality manufacturing and got some prototypes made. And started testing them, and it was it was really interesting because 
you know, this is the first crack, the first prototype. And we right. started getting on anyone and we started hearing, this doesn't even feel like a cleat. I don't even feel like I have cleats on. Hmm. And we're like, okay, because we made the cleat. We started with the foot, then built the shoe, the cleat around that. Right. Instead of doing what, you know, we took a left turn where everyone's going right because everyone's trying to make this look a certain way. Because with soccer cleats, you you want that foot, uh, your foot to be snug mm-hmm. in the shoe because you can't be sloshing around when you're cutting, running fast, and all that. And you want good touch on the ball. But it's always been at the sacrifice of the foot. You talk to any soccer player who's been playing for a long time, and well, that's the whole you. thing of the the toe falling off. Yes, right? is that you're thinking, oh, I just that's the way this works. I have to jam my foot in. So that I have, because that's what soccer is. Right. That's how I'm just going to have to deal with it, right? Yeah. And and literally that is, that is, there's a great quote by, uh, I think his name Edward Edward Debono, and he says it's, it's historical continuity that's always maintained most assumptions, mm-hmm. not repeated <laughs> assessment of its validity. <laughs> so it's just the way it's always been done. I'm well, like, but that, that's probably why... Wouldn't you say that's probably why it's good that you don't have that background because you don't have that built in and your designer was not designing yes. the shoes. So so you've got a bunch of people that are just trying to provide a solution. And yes, it is because I've had people say like, well, how are you going to sell that? No one's going to buy because you don't know soccer. I go, yeah, but I understand what the human foot needs to do in general and then take that the next step. I understand and have confirmation from medical community that women's feet are shaped a little differently than men. Mm. It's just not a smaller version of a man's foot. And all cleats, we found out, are based off all molds, all models start with the man's foot first. Really? Yes. So <laughs> we, we started talking to soccer specialty stores. And, well, I guess I should backtrack a little here. The reason why... We kind of made the shift. What started out is, I want to make a better cleat in general. How can we make a better cleat? Then we started hearing from from the women that were testing the cleat, and they're like, this is crazy because this, this actually fits me. Like, this feels like this was made for me. Huh. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I just, I have the women's cleats that are out there, there's maybe a couple. You go to any big store and there's a wall of 80 cleats mm-hmm. for men and like three for women. Mm. And they usually, you know, they're pink or purple. Or, and, but, but it's a men's cleat. But it's a man's mold that's girly, shrunk. I'm to air quotes, girly. Yeah. To make fun of it. But the girly colors and then that's how they cater to that audience. That is okay. correct. So women in general are, are pretty much their only choice is to buy a man's cleat. And now it's women's feet in general Women have a slimmer heel, but only in relation to a wider forefoot. So they have a, a broader um, across the, the toes and the balls of the feet, and then a slimmer heel, and typically a, like a, a higher arch. So you can buy the men's cleats because now the width is better for you, but then the heel's too wide, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit right. And you have, the sizing isn't always precise, so you might have too much shoe in front of your toes so it's just it's just the fit is not proper and we started talking to parents and i started asking moms my wife owns a dance studio and 
while I was waiting for my daughter to get out of dance, there'd be some moms I got to know, and one daughter's at soccer practice while the other one's at dance. And we start talking about cleats. And they're like, I can't find anything for my daughter that fits her properly and, and or won't fall apart after a couple months. So I just kept hearing the same story over and over, is that there's just nothing proper fitting. So I was like, all right, we got to start over. So we literally started over and had to create from scratch a mold and, and a last, which a last is what you put the, the upper material on that actually looks like a, a, a foot. And we had to create one from scratch and, uh, and make a custom one because there was nothing there. In, in anywhere, in any of these factories. So we made a new one and we came out with the women's specific one and started testing that for the last couple of years. And then that's when things really started to explode. Like, like now, now people, I can't believe this is, this feels like my foot is getting a, a foot hug is what we kept hearing. <laughs> like my, I feel supported in my arch. I feel my toes can move a little, but I'm not sloshing around and the, the lacing system we have you only have to pull a couple places in a snug around your midfoot. And it's just, it was really cool to see people, you know, these, these women and girls from junior high to, to pros to, to retired professionals say, like, this feels like it was made for me. And it just, that was, that was, that was awesome. I don't know. Right, you were getting the feedback, the feedback that you were looking for. Now, did that mean you had to do a lot of prototypes and true testing? And didn't that cost a lot of money to do that? We started out with, um, well, let's go back to sizing. Yeah. So like a men's nine is a women's 10, 10 and a half. You, right. you typically go up a, a full to a, full, a size and a half. Um, so we... Actually, our sizes on our women's are, ba- are based off women's, not not men's. It's, there's there's no conversion that says like, well, this is a men's seven, so which okay. means a women's eight, eight and a half. So we actually have met women's sizes five to twelve and a half. But is there is there? I don't even know this. Is there a standard size chart that a woman's nine is this length and whatever centimeters or? You know, certain yes. there is that like a universal standard. There's a, there's I don't even a, know well, that, there there right? there is, but there isn't. <laughs> I I know so that's, that's made this even easier. That's made this yes, of course. <laughs> so, because you every company you like a ten in one brand is a nine and a half or nine right. in another brand. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. Is. So we went off actually. What is traditional? What is the what really are the women's sizes, not based off the men's, but right, women's. Right. Okay. So now, you know, and, and we got that confirmed. If you're, uh, if we, we have a size seven for women and if every, everyone who's a seven has said it fits perfect. And then we've had some women who, who are seven and a halves wear it and they're like, this feels, this feels really good. My toes kind of closer to the end. And then we've even had some women who are size eight who get in it and are like, my my big toes are right at the to tip, but because it's shaped like a foot and they're like because of the width, they're like I I can I could wear this and it actually feels great because now because because soccer players typically like that really tight in their toes right mm-hmm. there, but now we have it like it's really easy if you measure like truly measure a seven and you like that little th- thumbnail width at the end, get a seven. Do you like it? 
almost at the end and you want just a little teeny bit of room, get a, go get a six and a half. If you if you're truly a seven, if you want this thing to if you want it to be your big toe right at the end and you want it to be almost like it was painted on, get a six. So now we have this really easy way for 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 women to get the proper fit. And that's what it's all about. Because if you're a proper fit and it's more comfortable, and if you're more comfortable, you know, that could potentially feeling better, if you're feeling better. You play better and with people, you know, players playing so much more now in year round soccer, your feet are your, that's, that's your, that's, that's right. your equipment. Right. It that's, all starts yeah, there. Yeah, it starts there. And if your foot is compromised, it, it only can potentially kind of mess up the way things need to go, like the ankle, then the knee, then right. the hip. It's not just that it's you have not, foot soreness. Yes. Right. It leads to everything else that you could have. Achilles, hamstring, knee, hip, whatever issues. Correct. And this is helps actually address that as well, right? It helps address it, right? I mean, you, you know, you can have the best equipment, and people are going to get injured. So, you know, we we're not saying that oh, this is going to guarantee that you're you're going to have an injury free, pain free, you know, career. It's this is we feel this is the best environment, um, and we've also had it confirmed from medical doctors. We have uh, athletic trainers, an orthopedic foot and ankle surgeon who are who are supporting this medically, right. and and then we're hearing from the the athletes that are playing in them, and they're telling us, I I have I feel like I have less fatigue, I, my knees feel better, my hips feel better, they don't feel as tight because wow. their foot can move now enough to absorb the forces and the shock when they're landing and and they're outsold the, the material we use has a nice spring a nice energy return to it so they're they're like you know in the beginning they're like oh kind of the outsole feels just a little stiff and as they move around it loosens up and forms to their foot and they're like man i feel like i have a spring and more spring in my step so it's just if if your foot can do what it needs to do, that can that can potentially help things all the way up for the rest of your body. You know, you said this has been going on for almost seven years. Correct. Are there, you know, not to be uh, this is I guess the the bummer piece or whatever the reality check <laughs> part of the podcast. But I mean, have you ever thought that it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna happen? It was you, you were done and okay, I'm I'm just gonna go back to being the work with my training my clients full time. Oh, many times. Yeah. I mean, more than I can count. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, what, what, and why has that, uh, is it mostly, is it money? Is it been, you know, what's been the cause of the, the most stress? Well, I would say over time, you know, in, in the beginning, it was, you know, family and friends helping out to get, to get the first run of prototypes and then to get, then the, the, the changes done for the women's shoe. Uh, cleat, and and then it's been, you know, I I mean, I, if we're being totally candid, I, I've had people, you know, promise, say, yeah, when you're ready, let me know, and I'm like, well, you know, then time goes on because we're doing a testing. Okay, I'm ready, and they're like, well, yeah, uh, I'm I'm out. So I've had a lot of that, and and I am not, you know, I'm not. I have a master's in counseling. You know, I'm I'm a 
I'm a trained psychotherapist and, and a personal trainer. And, you know, business is not, you know, I've never had to go and do an investor presentation. Right. But I have surrounded myself with people who are really good. So I've built a really strong team. I've got a logistics guy, Al, who can, you know, owns part of a shipping company and e-commerce and he can get something ships anywhere in the world, you know, and, and track it and make sure everything gets where it needs to be. And I got Tom who can, you know, who's done, helped many startups start up and has a business degree. And so I've surrounded myself in, with people who know and we work really well together because I feel like, I, you know, my strongest suit is building relationships and just asking people for, for, to try them. But what the one of the things that's hardest for me is to ask people for help. Yeah. And not just help in general, but financial help. Cause I, I, it's like, well, okay, if this doesn't go, then they're out. But I'm like, more people are like you, you have to ask. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day I go home and there's some months have gone by where nothing happens, but then I'll meet someone. And I always have the cleats in my car. <laughs> and even though um, I'm, I'm training, you know, my, my family comes first. Okay, so my family, and, you know, then work, so I put food on the table, and my clients are so important to me. And when I'm with them, they're getting my attention. But then when I'm not working or I'm in the car, because I have a long drive, that's when I'm doing most of my stuff, on the phone with people. Mm-hmm. Hey, I you I got your number. You said you'd be willing to for your daughter or you to check out the cleats. So I'm on the phone all the time, listening and talking to people, trying to get them to uh, do coordinate to bring the cleats. And we also have a uh, a, a massive UPS bill. I know the UPS <laughs> store in Aurora. I love them. The woman that owns it is the coolest person. She comes in. She's like, "Where are the cleats going today?" <laughs> like New York, then they've been, we, we have, uh, you know, not a lot of pairs, but it is, when I look back, what we've built with the few number of pairs of cleats we have right. is amazing. Right. I mean, you talk about building a lot out of not much that to me. And so I look at that and I'm like, I, I have to, I, I can't, I, I will, I will keep going. In, and I was telling my buddies the other day, you know, when the last person says no, and I've, I've had that many times where I thought, like, that was it. And, you know, and I'll go listen to some music and, you know. My, what music do you put on? Some real sad stuff? Or you, oh, you no, on, no, no, no. I'll put, you know. so this is great. So I, you know, <laughs> I'll remember, the, I'll put on some Pearl Jam okay. or some, so some Soundgarden. <laughs> not, well, not, not necessarily pump up, you know, like a more like, because that that music reminds me of college, and I love that music because it was like uh-huh. it was emotional and oh, it yeah. was, but it was but it was good music. It wasn't emotional like like a like a James Taylor song, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I know, so, Pearl Jam guy. Yeah, this is like raw. These guys emotion and uh-huh. and I just remember that and I, that music would always give me you know, goosebumps and and then so when actually when I would have my those times I, I would put on the uh, Pearl Jam's 2020 mm-hmm. the documentary they did yep. and I'd watch from the how Pearl Jam started and the people that you know 
singers that, that pa- people that passed away and then right. this group went this and these people formed here and like when they thought it was over all of a sudden they find another guy and I would watch that and the music and the story and I'm like and that would be my like I cannot give up and so yeah. next person says last person says no I'm on my way I'm like okay I'm gonna keep searching and find someone that's gonna say yes and or at least maybe right well that's but that's how you that's how this this part of the game works, right? It's when you listen to, you know, I'm, I'm playing Guy Raz today from how, how I built this or something from, that's a great podcast if you're listening and haven't listened to that, but, um, but it's persistence. Yeah. It really, you have to. And when you think it's, it's done, sometimes that's just actually just a, a speed bump when you look back. Right. So finding the, <laughs> cranking up some PJ and, uh, Moving on to the next person. That's that's how that's how Sean True does it. So how do you with some of that? I know advi- having advisors and mentors, and you know, not being as we talked about before, a serial entrepreneur. Who, who have you gone to besides? You've talked about Al and and Tom as part of the team. Guys, go back to your Glen Ellen days. Who else? How else are you finding people, picking people's brains? Besides, of course, like you talked about parents and you know your, your target customer, that's shaping the shoe. Now about on the business side, the startup side, the marketing, the you know, going to market piece, where, where else are you finding people to help you? Well, um, I, I have many clients that are uh, entrepreneurs, like you know, serial entrepreneurs. They own their own businesses. Um, or they're attorneys that help businesses. So I, they give me a lot of advice. And, and I also, you know, a lot of these clients I've had, I see two, three times a week for the last seven, eight years. Yeah, right. So I have a strong relationship, and I see their struggles, and they, they tell me what's going on with them when, and their businesses. So I, you know, I just try to be a sponge and pick up, you know, what they can be, you know, when I'll have a, a day, I'm like, oh, I remember when the, when my client said this, and oh yeah, he went through the same thing. Man, I'll go back and ask him, you know, what what did you do? Or, or uh, but and, and recently, actually, some of the um, female soccer players that have tried the cleat and, and love it, they have marketing. So of recent, we have one, and she is starting to make some um, some videos and some pictures and she's like yeah get on you know on instagram and so my my daughter my 14 year old daughter set up my instagram account for me for trues <laughs> so you have a social media expert uh, i do on your team as i well. do she's like just give me your phone dad and starts like setting up like oh i know i know and show me what you're doing all right so what's your daughter's name so we make sure that she listens this far she'll hear her, her name uh, so grace grace all right yes grace, grace helps grace true social media maven for trues Putting the foot back in footwear. All right. Good. Yes. Thank you, Grace. You're not shy about seeking out help. help. Is it so it's been the hardest part is not the advice, but it's probably the money piece, right? If I was in your shoes, that's hard because you're asking somebody to give up personal savings, betting on you that this thing that track record, right? The odds are against you, right? It's not a very sound investment in reality, right? Because it's not like you're certainly not Treasury bonds, but I mean, just putting stuff into a mutual fund, you know, you're going to get X percent. This could be a huge payoff down the road, but it's not. Uh, it's not a sure thing. So, and then I look back, and 
I look at how many people like that that they they have bet on me, yeah. and they they and I and then I finally learned to start asking, and then people, sure, and I was like, wow, I can't I can't believe this. They're 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 doing. It. I'm like, so now I feel, you know, that that also is another, you know, I they they bet on me, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do you. It's a better damn be sure. I'm gonna do yeah. everything. So they, I know at the end of the day, I can sleep and know I've done everything I can the right way right. to get this going and not cut corners and, and not do things legit. So I know and they know because they know I'm not going to, you know, take their money and go to Aruba. Right. right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, you can see there's the shoes. You can right. see the commercial. You can see the videos, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm I am going to make sure I do everything, because not just and not just for them, but also you know my ten year old daughter Maggie. She's got her Choose cleat shirt, and she come. I pick her up from school, and I don't see her in the morning because I leave so early. And she's got her Choose cleat shirt on, and she's like, Dad, I wore my shirt, and everyone was <laughs> asking me. And I'm like, Dad. You know, so I that's awesome. And then I go and have a talk with her teacher, and she's like, "I just want you to know, you know, Maggie, Maggie and Grace are they're so proud of you in the cleat." And nothing like we've even sold the officially sold the pair yet, yeah. and they're so oh so. I'm like that. That's inspirational oh, to me. Sure. I mean, that like I'm like, don't tell me that because you're gonna get me all yeah. emotional. Yeah, and I I, I <laughs> yeah. gotta I gotta. Leave. I got chills just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, and I don't even know Grace and Maggie. That, that but that is that's that's why you do all this stuff. Uh, and that's what we also talked about that right now this is still a side hustle basically that you've got a real a real job as the doing training clients and you know, time is about to run out you got to go get to your next client so the, the big reason that we came together today is you've started a Kickstarter program this this month and if you go to truescleats.com again T R O O Z cleats with an S at the end right correct truescleats.com that'll take you right to this this Kickstarter for people to get involved that for as little as 149 a parent could get involved or an athlete that could 139 if they're a student athlete right that they could get involved invest in the the Kickstarter campaign and get a get a pair of shoes when you guys start going to production very soon uh, but I so I wanted to get that out but um, you know, how is that going? How did you end up landing there and, and knowing basically that this even did you pull, you know, pulling the trigger that now is the timing? How did, how did you get to this point and how's it going? Um, it, it's, it's okay. It, it was, there's been some speed bumps. Um, it's been a learning process uh, to, for our people that want the cleat, like they want it now. And the Kickstarter being, you know, when when you pledge, you're not just giving money. You know, it's not like, oh, here, just take my money and right. then I'll get the cleats later. It's you, when you make your pledge, it comes with a pair of cleats at a at a pretty good discount of what the retail is going to be when when we go full production um, down the road. So, you know, we're we're trying to get to a certain point so we can start. We can tell the manufacturing guys, like, okay, start making all the sizes so we can have these cleats ready to go. You know, it's a process. You got to make the molds and we got to make sure the samples are right mm-hmm. and then, then and everything is good the way we want it and then um, bring them over here and then start shipping them out. 
So it, but I tell you, it's really, even though it's been, it's been in a little tough in the beginning with the Kickstarter, um, educating people what it is, the amount of support. Well, it shows to me like, well, it's cool. Like to you, it's gotta be touching again that you've got this many friends that believe in you, but it's also to me, I think part of the anxiety from people is like, well, you talked about it before we started recording Like people, I, I, I want my shoes. Like, I think there that shows an unbelievable pent up demand that you've got something and people don't want to wait, right? Nobody wants to wait anymore. Instant gratification society. So that also, though a little probably frustrating of trying to talk people through, like, no, 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 you need you're gonna need to wait a month, two months till the, you'll get them in hand, but that there really is something there. And I'm assuming that's what you're kind of spinning it as, keeping you going, like, okay, yes. we got this. That to hear the stories and the people comment on Facebook and 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 Twitter and even Instagram saying, like, I can't believe this. How long? I can't believe it's it's 2017 and now there's a a cleat made for women, like an appropriate cleat. She goes, that this is an awesome idea. I wish I would have had this when right, I was right, playing. I wish right. I would have had this in my collegiate career, pro career. So hearing that. And knowing, you know, in to me at the end of the day, it's this is this is about the cleat. This is about the the female athlete. This is I don't this I'm I intention and you know this is not about me. This is about providing a solution and appropriate footwear for women athletes, girl athletes, because women's soccer is blowing up. Women's lacrosse. Right, that's the other thing too. I think that you've got lacrosse. There's this rugby, right, all these other applications. It's hockey. not just soccer. That's right. really not even tip of the iceberg because soccer is so huge. That's a would be a huge piece of business. But if you're listening, it's also good across a whole bunch of these other sports with the type of last and cleat that you've got. Right, so I don't want to sell it short. Yeah, it's a it's a great looking. It really, I'm holding. You can't see this listening right now, but I'm holding one of the. Uh, prototypes and I mean it just has a great feel a great look and um, you know to hear the feedback is showing you you know you really you're really on to something here so congrats on that I I know you need to to get running anything else that we didn't talk about touch about any other thoughts or even advice for for people besides get on truescleats.com and make a make a large purchase slash investment anything else you want to share today um, no, I don't, I don't, not necessarily. I just, I, I, I hope that, you know, listening, like, like we were talking before we started listening to the parents and the athletes talk about how hard it is to find a proper fitting cleat, um, either for themselves or their daughter, dads, moms, and, you know, I, we, we are listening and that's how this came about by really by listening and asking what what do you want in a cleat and we we listened and i i really think we've created our you know jamie knocked it out of the park and and we're just we're really excited and hoping to just to you know to serve women athletes and it's it's about them and providing a, a quality uh, product for for the women athletes. Well, I think we're going to see be seeing a lot more of these cleats out there in the marketplace. I think this is a fantastic idea and obviously much needed. So, best of luck, Sean, and thanks very much for joining me today on the Painless Podcast. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's a pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with 
good old fellow Lombard West Hill topper, Sean True. Really think he's got a, a winning product. I, I tell you, f- feeling the feeling the different shoes uh, in, in your hand and and seeing them up close, you can see they're well designed. They have a great feel, uh, and they definitely they 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 definitely look a little bit different. And uh, uh, but you can see the care that went in of, of everything from uh, the lacing being a little bit different, the width at the forefoot, um, and just just how it's all coming together. It's it's really great. Uh, if you want to get involved, definitely check out that Kickstarter campaign, jumping on uh, truescleats.com, and it'll send you right there. But that campaign ends June 1st, so make sure you hurry up and get involved now. Quick ask from me, if you haven't already, please subscribe and please leave feedback wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps and is very much appreciated. Definitely scroll through the feed as well if you haven't already checked out the previous 13 episodes. Last week's from Adam Grossman from Block 6 Analytics on sponsorship valuation has been a big hit. Some other recent ones, also very well received. Jason Sachs from Positive Coaching Alliance. TK Gore from CSN Chicago. Uh, Spikeball's Chris Reuter and the story of bringing Spikeball back to life. Those are all great. Plus... All the other ones are as well, so take a listen. And email any, all feedback, guest suggestions, any ideas. Shoot them on over to us, painlesspod at painless.network. That'll do it for this week. Until next time, take care. This is Chris Hartwig saying, stay connected, friends. Stay connected, friends.